1: recorded live Okay. Let me Oh my god Can you hear the sound?
2: Yeah, I'm here.
3: I'm here. I'm here. i fast and stopping for Where I'm i I'm it's the pain, a confusion, forgetting so who holds our solutions. I'm trying to the world my own way, I'm hungry enough to say, that when I can't see what the head of me is awesome. I'm too proud to get on my way.
1: ministries
0: international where Christ is the head. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Pastor Patricia, you have the floor.
2: Amen. God is good. Today is an awesome day because, um, why? We woke up, in a right frame of mind. We have a lot of time, God, for,
3: because
2: anywhere else, but we are here once again to give you all a portion of the word and whatever it is God wants that you to receive, you're going to receive it because we know that God is in the blessing business and we indeed are thankful. I am thankful. I can't say for nobody else, but I am definitely thankful for the life that I have. I thank God so much because he has, he has given me a new step. He has giving me a new walk. He is giving me a new way to look at life. And um, it is hard, and I'm not saying it is not hard. At times, I got bad news. Um, well, some people would say it's bad news. I shouldn't say it's bad news, but um, a friend of mine, it was all over the news here in Indiana, a good friend of mine, Officer Kim. she was in Washington, D.C., but um, the news came across that there was a three-car smash-up on the road um, on Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. And um, one of the persons that was involved in the accident happened to be her husband. He was thrown outside the car through the windscreen and into the street, and then a passing truck ended up uh, running over him, so he died immediately. And um, it made me wonder how it is that, um, in spite of something bad happening, we serve a good God? We serve a good God because this man did so much for his community. He did so much for others. He was always there. He was always a friend. He always had a cheerful spirit. And I just, I just want to thank God for the person that he was to my friend. And uh, he showed the character of a man, a real man, a real husband, what he really was, by the things that he did, not just for her, but for other people. And it was it was so amazing to know that she had to to endure what most people don't even want to deal with, and yet still could say he's in better hands. He is with God, and. Because of that attitude that she has, even right now, I believe that God is is gonna see her through it. He's gonna see her through this whole ordeal. Because it is sad. It is sad to lose your husband into a tragic accident. Because he was in good health. and he was not sick or anything. And I mean, I'm going on and on. But you know, it hurts. It really hurts. Um. It hurt because he was a close friend. It hurt because he was someone who had great influence on young people. He was someone who was always there. When people needed him, he never said no. He was that kind of person. And um, it just really hit home, you know. It really hit home for me. But I thank God still because I know the God that I serve, more than able to see my friend through, and she's going to get past it. She's going to get past it because God is good. She's going to get past it. her friends, we just got to be strong for her. We just got to be there for her because she's going to need all the help that she can get even right now. You know, she's going to need support, not just physical support, moral support, I mean, emotionally, she she just needs need people around her with positive attitudes and people who will definitely not bring down the situation worse by constantly reminding her of the accident, but reminding her about the life that he lived and how she can heal from him. So at this time, I'm going to have a word of prayer because today the topic that we are dealing with is called job this Christian, excellent. And when you think about excellence, you think that everything that is good. So be with me in agreement with prayer right now. Oh, dear Lord, I pray that, that you would show me and others as well listening in today, dear God, those that will go back and listen to the broadcast, what work they are supposed to be doing, dear God. If there is something other than what they are doing even right now, reveal it to them and reveal it to me as well. If it is something that we are doing, dear God, in addition, we need to do, dear God, whatever it is, dear God, we ask, dear God, that you will show us, dear Father. Whatever it is that you have called us to do, both now and in the future, we pray that you will give us the strength, the energy to get it done, and to get it done well with excellence, dear God. Enable us to do what we do successfully, dear God. Oh, dear Father, we pray that with um, great Influence, dear God, that you have upon our lives as as fellow believers, dear God, that we would work well, dear God, to please you. Not to please man, but to please you, dear God. And to do that job, dear God, as you expect us to do. Oh, dear Father, be with your people at this time, dear God. Be with those, dear God, listening in. Oh, dear God, help them, dear Father, in a mighty way, dear God, to serve you in spirit and in truth, not to give up, not to give in, because this is what the enemy wants. But to know that you are still in the blessing business in Jesus' mighty name that the words of my mouth and my peace of my heart be a further life Lord just Well, I praise and I thank God for those of you that are here today. I thank God for you. I thank God that He is the God of is. I thank God so much. I thank God because um when dealing with issues in life A lot of you didn't get discouraged, but I want you to go in your Bible today, in the book of Colossians, chapter 3 and verses 23. I want you all to go there first, and then I'm going to take you all in um, another part of the Bible, but we're going to deal with that first. That's the main topic I'm going to be dealing with, is in the book of Colossians, chapter 3 and verses 23. If those of you have your Bible, I want you all to tune in. By the word of God, and let us get some answers right now from God's word. Let us be able to talk about it. The Bible says this, in all the work you are doing, work the best you can. Work as if you were doing it for the Lord, not for people. Very short scripture, but very effective scripture. Very short but very effective. And even when you feel that you're discouraged, you feel you're giving up, you feel like, boy, this isn't even worth it. This job not paying enough money. This job ain't ain't for me. Have you you talked this out with God? Have you asked God? Have you truly asked God what it is that you ought to be doing? Or is this just a decision that you're making up on your own because you want your way to stand out rather than have God's way? Now, anytime you want your way to go forward, you're going to mess up. You see, because work is a noble calling. God commends people for doing it well. And he also does work himself. You see, when God created the world, he worked. The excellence of his work is evident in everything that which he has made. We can see it daily around us. He even took a day off to review the results of his efforts and declared them good. God continues to work, sustaining what he created, that every first week in the world's history, since God created you in his image, Work should be a part of your life and a part of my life. Doing it well, brothers and sisters, young people, senior citizens, parents, everybody I'm talking to right now, young and old. Doing it well reflects God's creativity and God's character. It is easy, however, to lose your motivation when a job is difficult or you become bored with doing the same thing day after day. you become bored, you become frustrated you you, you just want to just quit that job you You can't stand it no more. you're mad at the whole world, you're mad at the workers, you're mad at the boss you're mad at everybody, you're even mad at yourself. So it is easy it is easy to get bored doing the same thing over and over. But you see, Paul's words to the Colossians can help you keep your work in its proper perspective. And how is that? Let me let you know right now. Working, sorry, <coughs> I just need to call <coughs> I was trying to hold it back, but it had to come out. So excuse me. Working the best you can literally means working out from your very depths of your soul. You are not working simply to pay the bills, please your boss, or pass the time of day. God sets jobs in front of you, in front of me. When you do your job well, meaning with excellence, God notices, even if no one else does. So, quit trying to please people. (coughs) Excuse me, I don't know why I want to cough like this. Quit trying to please people. But instead,
1: please God. Please God. You gotta please God. This section of Colossians in
2: this Bible was originally directed towards slaves. It encouraged them to remain positive and productive, even if they were working, all right? Even if, even if they were working in bondage, under tyrant, if a slave who could be beaten Even if he did a good job or a job well, could strive for excellence by maintaining a Colossians Colossians 3 and 23 perspective, that should inspire us in our jobs as well. You see, continually focus on God's perspective throughout the day, throughout the time, throughout the week, throughout the months, throughout the years you're working there. To help keep your efforts on the right track. Because working the best. I remind you all that before. Working the best. You can literally say it means. Working out from the depths of your soul. Now, Providence, how could you say. Working out from the depths of my soul. Am I supposed to be a slave? No, I'm not saying you're supposed to be a slave. But what I'm saying is. Whatever you do. Do it well. What I'm saying is. Whatever you do, do it well. Don't just do something because it's something you could do. But do it because God is there to provide for you, to pay your bills. He provided jobs. He provided health and strength that you so need. He provides everything at your fingertips. He's given you all the resources right there, right then. And I don't understand why it is
1: it is so difficult for people to see how God is working things
2: out for them. Why is it always so difficult for people to realize? That they're going down a dangerous path when they start wanting to put their fists against God because things don't work out the way how they were expecting it to have worked out. You see, world has become a fool. given work so even if you don't understand i'm trying to break it down for you the bible tells us in the book in genesis chapter 1 27 to 28 and then 2 and 15 i'm gonna i'm gonna read something for you so god created people in his own image God patterned them after himself, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and told them, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. He must be masters over the fish and birds and all the animals. The Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and care for it. Now, if you had your Bible, you you would get that same word that I'm speaking to you. You see, the Bible assumes that work is a natural thing something God ordained for the human race, brothers and sisters. Because of this, it is probably safe to assume the Bible ought a thought that is speaking here to us, the authors would not have, have thought kindly of modern wealthier state and its intensity not to work. The incentive is that you need to work. But the Bible also commands us to worship nothing except God. Workaholics. Now I'm speaking to you all. Take note. We should not take our jobs or ourselves too seriously. And that includes work done in God's service. Charles Wellesley. For some of you all who do some reading in history would know. A do it for worker observed that God um, buries his workmen, but carries on his work. In other words, what am I telling you? God's work and the world's work will go on even in one, if it is, oh my God, even if one workaholic slows down a bit. So in other words, I'm going to break it down even more. You cannot do it all. You cannot impress everybody. You can't take on the whole workload yourself and work yourself to the death. Because even when you die, someone else is going to replace you. Someone else is going to fill that spot that you once had, that position that you've been trying to fight for, trying to to, to do all kinds of stuff for, trying to kill yourself over. I'm telling you this, when you die, someone else is going to replace you. If you quit, someone else is still going to replace you. But you see, in the Bible, in Proverbs 12 and 11, and also 24 and 27, the verses, it says, hard work means prosperity. Only fools idle away their time. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Lazy people don't even cook the game they catch, but the diligent make use of everything they find. What kind of worker are you? What kind of worker are you? Are you the type of person, are you the type of person who are working even right now, desperate working recognition? Are you just killing yourself because you want someone to see that you can work? Proverbs 14 and 4 and verses 23, it also says this, An empty stable stays clean, but no income comes from an empty stable. Work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. Some people complain about the job they have. They complain about every single thing. They can't take it no more. The boss is coming down too much on them. They they, they can't work with the employees because things are getting tough. Let me tell you this. Put your best foot forward and work like the person you ought to be working for God. Work for the Lord. Forget the negativity around you. You see, because good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. That's not my words, Proverbs 21 and 5. And do you see any truly um, competent workers? That's my question to you. They will serve kings rather than ordinary people, Proverbs 22 and 29. So I could take you in the Bible and show you things pertaining to work. Hard workers have plenty of food, playing around brings poverty, Proverbs 28 and 19. You see, to balance out the work hard succeed and success, promises of the book of Proverbs, the book of Ecclesiastes assures us that human beings cannot find their ultimate satisfaction in work. But only God can provide that kind of satisfaction. You see, you're trying to please the wrong person. This is why you keep bumping your head and making the mistakes you've been making over and over. Getting the same results because you're working to please your boss. You're working to please the employees. You're working to please the coworkers, You're working to please maybe the, 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 um, the people that are coming in. Maybe you're trying to please your spouse. Maybe you're trying to please your parents. You're trying to please your best friend. You're trying to please somebody or something. Please God. Please God. Ecclesiastes 2 and 11, it says, As I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so meaningless. It was like chasing the wind. There was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. Imagine that. Ecclesiastes again in 5 and 12, it says, People who work hard sleep well, whether they eat little or much. But the rich are always worrying and seldom get a good night's sleep. Why is that? Because they're always thinking about the next box. They're always thinking about how much they could work again or how much more they could do to get richer. Because the rich always want to be richer. They're never, never satisfied with what they have. You see, but Paul, a hard worker in the Lord's service, you don't hear me say, in the grocery store, in the, in, in in some other um, establishments, But he was a hard worker for the Lord in the Lord's service that had no patience with laziness. He knew that idleness not only displeases God, but also gave unbelievers a low opinion of Christians. Are you a Christian? Are you the type of person that is going to give up at the very drop of a hat? Are you going to give up on everything and everyone because... It just didn't work the way you wanted it to work. You can't give up. You can't give up. Why would you give up? Why would you give up? What sense does it make? Giving up. Giving up is not going to pay your bills. Giving up is not going to feed your kids. Giving up is not going to put money in your pocket. Think about it. First Thessalonians four eleven to 12 it says, This should be your ambition, to live a quiet life, minding your own business and working with your hands, just as we command you before. As a result, people who are not Christians will respect the way you live, and you will not need to depend on others to meet your financial needs. So those of you that are depending on a man, depending on
3: a friend,
2: depending on boyfriend, girlfriend, Roommates, other means of getting money. You need to read that text. First First Timothy 5 and 8, it says, Those who won't care for their own relatives, especially those living in the same household, have denied what we believe. Such people are worse than unbelievers. So you might be the only person working in the household, and you decide to quit. And you have all these people depending on you. What you're going to say to them then? What you're going to do then? How is it going to reflect on you? We need to be careful. We need to be careful. Don't get yourself in mischief. And I want to read you all something from Second Thessalonians 3, 6 to 12. It says this. It's a long scripture. Now, dear brothers and sisters, we gave you this command with the authority of our lord jesus christ stay away from any christian who lives in idleness and does not follow the tradition of hard work we gave you for you know that you ought to follow our example we were never lazy when we were with you we never accepted food from anyone without paying for it we worked hard day and night so that we could not be a burden to any of you it wasn't that we didn't have the right to ask you to feed us But we wanted to give you an example to follow. Even while we were with you, we gave you this rule. Whosoever does not work should not eat. Yet we hear the same thing. Yet we hear that some of you are living idle lives, refusing to work and wasting time, meddling in other people's business. In the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ, we appeal to such people. No, we command them. Not just appeal, but we command them, settle down and get to work. Earn your own living. Earn your own living. Ephesians 4 and 28 says, if you are a thief, stop stealing. Begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. Acts 20 the treaty to the five it says i have never coveted anyone's money or fine clothing you know that these hands of mine have worked to pay my own way and i have even supplied the needs of those who would with me and i have been a constant example of how you can help the poor by working hard you should remember the words of the lord jesus it is more blessed to give than to receive you see paul promised christians something that we often forget work does not need to be humdrum because we can do it to the glory of god like any part of ourselves our work whatever it may be can honor the lord so it doesn't have to be no high-end paying job whatever it is that you do You ought to be able to work with enthusiasm. You ought to be able to work like even though it is all you got to please God with. You work to please God. Be diligent in what you do. Work with excellence. Never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. People forget that the Old Testament is full of moral commands concerning work and business. It is easy to neglect reading the Old Testament laws and books. But in fact, a command regarding honestly and fairness should still apply. Also, word remembering are the Ten Commandments, one of which specifically addresses the issue of not worshipping one's work. But you see, we want to forget about what the Bible says. We want to forget about everything it has in the Word of the Lord. The Word of the Lord speaks for itself, but we put it aside. The Bible tells you do not cheat or rob anyone. Always pay your hired workers promptly, Leviticus 19 and 13. There is a lot of information in here in the Bible regarding work, but people don't want to read the Bible. And then, yes, God made it in a way that... You ought to rest. Yeah, on the weekend, you ought to be resting. After you work all week, you ought to be resting. How could I prove that? Exodus 20, to 11, it says, Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days a week are set apart for your daily duties and regular work. But the seventh day is a day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any kind of work. This includes you, your sons, your daughters, your male, your female servants, your livestock, and the foreigners living amongst you. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea, and everything in them. And then he rested on the seventh day. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Exodus 20, 11 We come to our end to this message concerning work. Now, at this time, I'm going to open the call cool lines for questions. Now, I'm sorry that I can't see you all your questions in the chat room. So I do apologize. So if you all have any questions, um, Prophet Sonia is gonna um be able to read your chat and she's gonna be able to um, send it to me and then I will be able to answer you from the based on the Word of God. So at this time the call lines are open and I hope that I have helped in some way. We're telling you about the work ethics. What is what is um, the guidelines in the Bible, in the Word of God, as to what you ought to do and how you ought to do it. So, at this time, the call lines are open. You will ask your question, and I'm here to answer. I answer you all to the best of my ability. I my Bible and that's the only place I can go to get you the information that you so desire and you so need.
1: For this time, the lines are open. Brother Sonia can you hear me? Hello Okay, well I'm waiting for her to to um
2: to let me know what the questions are. If you all have questions I can I can try my best to answer. I don't know if she got if she got cut off from the line but I'm not
1: hearing her. Sonia, are you there? Hello. Okay.
2: Well, I'm so sorry about this. Um, I'm unable to answer any questions because I'm not getting through with um, probably Sonia. Um, let me try and see if I can get her on the
1: phone. Give me a minute. Um, let me see. Hello? I hope you're also hearing me.
2: Um, I'm trying to reach Buffett of this on here. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm not getting her. I don't know what's going on, but I'm not getting through with her at all. Okay. Prophet,
2: can I you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, oh, thank God. I can hear you now. <laughs> I could hear you,
0: but you couldn't hear me. Okay, okay. well, I
2: was not hearing you. Okay.
0: Okay. Do you have
2: any questions so I can answer the questions?
0: Yes, you do. And uh, some of these questions were we'll put out here before you got on the line, but I'm still going to go on and give them to you. Okay, Is go ahead. It, what kind of
2: work should I do? The person wants to know what kind of work should they do? Well, yes. Paula, it all it all depends on what area of work that you are qualified for. but. According to the Bible, if you want to know Bible perspective, um, in Genesis 3 and 19 it says, All your life you will sweat to produce food until your dying day. Acts 20, to 35, it says, You know that these hands of mine have worked to pay my own way, and I have even supplied the needs of those who were with me. And I have been a constant example of how you can help the poor by working hard. What kind of work should you do? You should work you should get a work that whereby you could pay your bills, you can work hard, that whereby your work would have some type of meaning to you. First Corinthians four and twelve, it says, We have worked warily with our own hands to earn our living. So whatever you do, you're working to earn your living. Ephesians 4 and 20, it says, Begin using your hands for honest work and then give generously to others in need. So if you are the breadwinner in your household and you have to pay the bills and, and you have a work to do, do that which is that
1: which is unclean. And 8, it says, Those who don't care for. We can't hear you, properly. She keeps getting kicked out, and I do apologize to you for that. So bear with us a moment. And I don't even know if she realizes she's been kicked out. Praise the Lord. Apparently, she doesn't realize she's no longer on the line. Let me see if I can let her know that she's no longer on the line. She doesn't realize it. She's still talking. Okay. She just said, and that's just telling me she can't hear me. I'm um, letting her know she's no longer on the line. She doesn't realize she's disconnected. Okay, she should be calling back in. We do a for this, I don't know why I'm taking her out today. By the call was dropped, I apologize. I apologize to you also if there's any more
2: questions. I'm waiting I, to Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Go ahead.
0: Okay. It says how should I work?
2: How should I work? Okay. let's see. I answered the first part. Um oh let me see, let me get let me get the script here. How should I work? How should I work? Okay, let's see. let's see, You'll be with me. I have to find. I don't. I don't like to give people no answers from the tip of my head. I want to give you all it from the word of the Lord. The first final question was, what kind of work should I do? I answer that, and now how should I work? How should I work? Cola, going to Proverbs twenty-two and twenty-nine. Do you see any truly competent workers? That's a question. They will serve kings rather than ordinary people. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10, it says, whatever you do, do well, be industrious, and do the best work you can. Proverbs 10 and 5, it says, a wise youth work hard all summer. A youth who sleeps away the hour of opportunity brings shame. So how should you work? You should work hard. That's putting it in a nutshell. Work hard. Um, Ecclesiastes 10 and 10, it says, since a dull act requires great strength, sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. So be smart as well in how you work. Not not just working hard, but you work smart, all right? Romans 12 and 11, it says, never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically, meaning give him your all, serving with excellence, Ephesians 6, 6 6-7, it says, work hard, but not just to please your masters, meaning your boss, when they are watching. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. So what am I telling you? Work with enthusiasm, caller, at whatever you're doing even right now. Keep it in mind that you are serving God and not people point blank. You're serving God and not people. All right. And I could give you you more scripture if you want. James 3 and 13, it says, if you are wise and understand God's ways, live a life of steady goodness so that only good deeds will pour forth. And if you don't brag about the good you do, then you will be truly wise. In other words, don't be tooting your own horn. Steadily do good work with an attitude of humility instead of continually pointing out your own accomplishments. Because a lot of people do that, and that's their downfall. Titus 2, 9 to 10, it says, Slaves must obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but they must slow them, show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teachings about God, our Savior, attractive in every way. So be trustworthy and faithful in your work. Whatever it is, be trustworthy, be, be um, hardworking, but you're going to be faithful in your work. Colossians 3 and 17, you see how many scriptures I can give you? Whatever you do or say, let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus, all the while, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So your goal should be to work in such a way that you are a good representative of Christ. Any more questions?
0: How can I develop
2: my character? No, we're going to character. Oh, gosh, you said I mean the Bible for real. Um, how can I develop my character? Okay, let's go in the book uh, of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Let's go in Deuteronomy. That's where we're going to go. We're going to go into Deuteronomy 8 and 2. It says, remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would really obey his commandments. And in James 1 and, 2, 1 and 4, sorry, it says, so let your endurance grow for when your, in- your endurance is fully developed you will be strong in character and ready for anything. What am I saying? Let me break it down. We are not born with godly character. It is developed. We develop our character by facing daily challenges and choosing wisely, making the right choice. So you gotta, that's how your character will be developed. So don't make cho- poor choices and expect you're going to have this super developed character because the character that you're going to portray is that you ain't good to do nothing. You make bad decisions and it will reflect on your character. Any more questions?
0: Uh, I'm going to combine these two together. It says, can I work on my character when I get older? And <laughs> the
2: second part is what attributes are found in the character? Whoa, 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 whoa! Can I? What wo- can I work on my character when I get older? And what attributes are found in godly character? So yes. it's a two-part question. All right, okay. All right, let's go in the book of Timothy, First Timothy. That is First Timothy, four and twelve. It says, "Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example." To all believers in what you teach, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. What am I saying? Godly character is simply a reflection of who we are, who you are, Kola. If you are interested in developing godly character, now you won't be interested in it later in life. So Regardless of what age you are now, you ought to develop godly character. Don't wait until you get old, all right? And the other part to answer your question, what attributes are found in godly character? Let me take you somewhere else, in the book of um, Ecclesiastes. Let's call it Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 18, 5 to 9, it says, Suppose a certain man is just and does what is lawful and right, and he has not fested in the mountains before Israel's idol or worship them. And suppose he does not commit adultery. Suppose he is merciful creditor and does not rob the poor, but instead gives food to the hungry, provides clothes for people in need. And suppose he grants loans without interest, stays away from injustice, is honest and clear when judging others and is faithfully obeys my laws and regulation, anyone who does these things is just as will surely live, say, sovereign Lord. What does that mean? It means that godly character involves treating others with justice. Galatians now in five Galatians five, twenty two to twenty three it says when the Holy Spirit controls our lives, He will produce this kind of fruit in us. What kind of fruit, prophetess? He will provide love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Don't forget. Godly character includes all of the fruit of the spirit. And that is going to help you to understand the attributes which are found in godly character.
1: That is exactly what it is. All right.
2: Any more questions, or is that it?
1: That was the last
0: question, but let me ask someone in the chat room something before we get off the line. Mm -hmm. Okay.
2: Okay.
1: You go ahead. God is good. We gotta, we gotta be mindful of
2: the, the, the situation. Sometimes is overwhelming. Things that you go through in life, sometimes it's not fear, and I understand it.
1: Okay, I'm waiting on a response. Okay. I, I don't know. Um.
2: For some reason, the person that asking these questions, um, I hope and I pray that it is helping you in some way. Because I could, I could feel the hurt in in the way you ask your questions, in the in the sequence in which your questions come at me. I could feel that you've been going through a struggle in your life. I could feel that you have some hurt bottled up on the inside. I could feel that you you are the kind of person that wants to give up. I could feel that. Something is causing you to be torn. Something is, is is dragging you down a ditch and you don't know how to get yourself out. And I want you to know God is more than able. Don't give up. God is more than able. In our word, what the enemy is whispering in your ears, even right now, what he is telling you to do, let me tell you this. And I believe you are a female because I could feel in your spirit You got a lot of love. I can feel that you have an outlook that you want to help people. I know that you have a calling upon your life and you don't know how to deal with the calling that you have. And the enemy been telling you that you have no self-worth, no self-value. You don't work for enough. You earn enough and make you feel bad. But you're in a position in your job that you're not happy with because the people around you ain't treating you right. I'm seeing you as being as that of a supervisor or something. And for some reason, the people are not giving you the respect that you deserve. And then you're depending on your job to take care of your family And now you're thinking about letting them down. Oh, well, let me tell you this. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't let the enemy cause you to stumble.
1: Don't let the enemy cause you to stumble. I don't know what it
2: is, but I feel it in your spirit.
0: Before we went on the air, the person had typed into chat, and they were actually, now they said they're better now, but Mm -hmm. when I started to tell you what was typed into chat, the Holy Spirit told me no. So I can tell you, uh, the person actually had made a comment that they had thought about uh, ending their life, that they were very disturbed. Mm Mm-hmm. And that they were uh, had been in bad shape with the life and the job, mm-hmm.
1: but the host
0: that allowed me to tell you what was
1: in the chat. So to the person that typed it, that lets you know that God is able, God is present, God knows how we feel.
0: And he's able mm. to tell somebody else the things to say to you
1: that will make things better for you. Hmm. Okay, but uh the person say that they're uh-huh. doing
0: better. And and uh, we can't take credit for that. Uh, and I'm talking to right. the person because they not right. say it you say me. No that was the Lord.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: the of revealing things.
1: We only know what the Holy Spirit reveals to us. Professor Patricia cannot see the chat room. No, I definitely can't. I can't. I can't. That's why I had. I,
2: I was going frantic because I I don't ever want people to ask questions that I can't answer. The questions. That's why I depend on on her to answer the question to to ask the questions in the chat room because she can see the chat room. I can't. I'm only using the this the phone line, and i just I would just ask the Spirit to lead me in the way that, that the spirit leads me. that's how he leads me because I could sense things I have a discerning spirit, it's not just a prophetic gift, but I don't know how I don't know how else to explain it, but all I can tell you, I've been led by the spirit, and it's been that way and um I hope that you are in a better position than you have been in. And being a supervisor is a hard job. I know it is because you're in charge of so much people. I mean, you have different people come with different situations. And um, it, it it is never easy. And you have to deal with these people daily, you have to deal with mood swings, you have to deal with the, the the character, you have to deal with all of that. So don't give up. Don't give up. Don't 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 let the the the, the thing that people do frustrate you. And I I know you're young. I know you 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 because you, you you don't sound like a person who is way down in age. You sound like a, a a person that's still in your youth. You know, you sound you sound youthful. Your spirit sounds youthful, and um, you you have your kids, you have your your your, your family to depend on. In one aspect, for moral support, they may not be able to give it to you financially, but they're still there. They're still there. They haven't given up on you and they know that you have it tough. But I'm here to tell you this. Um in spite of in spite of God is more than able. God is more than able. And God is gonna see you through this. He is gonna see you this. This this is this is just a test. The outcome is going to be your
1: testimony way down the road. Okay. They're better.
0: Oh, property. Hello?
2: Uh-huh. Yes, I'm here.
0: Wait a minute. I just
1: lost the check. Okay. Okay. For some reason, it's not letting me back in. Okay. That just completely went down on me. Well, it's not letting me back in. Mm hmm. I can disconnect the call from the phone because it won't let me back up. Okay. Thank Lord. Uh, I'm trying, but it won't let me back in. No, it's not letting me back in. Okay. But, so you're me, on. You're unable
2: to see the chat.
0: I can't see the chat at all now.
2: Okay. Well, Cola, if you're still there. I want you to know that um I'm gonna offer up a special prayer for you,
1: a special prayer because I believe you need it and um, God is
2: gonna see you through this, and the, the prayer that I'm gonna pray for you is a prayer of thanksgiving it's a prayer for for you to thank God even where you are. Oh, dear Father, I thank you, dear God, that in all her labor, dear God, that there is profit of one kind or another. That's how you said in Proverbs 14 and 23. I pray that the the rewards of her work will be great. And may she always be compensated fairly and richly out of the storehouse of your abundance, dear God. Not this earthly storehouse, but the heavenly storehouse. Bless the people that she works for, dear God, the company she works for and works with, dear God, that she may always be a blessing and a help to each and every one of them. As she come in contact with others in her work, dear God, I pray that your love, your peace will flow through her and her voice will speak loudly of your goodness. Enable her to touch them, dear God, for your kingdom, dear God. Lord, we thank you, dear God, even right now for the abilities that you have given her, dear God. And whatever she may be lacking, dear God, in skill, dear God, help her to grow and improve and to do our work well done with excellence. Teach her, dear God, to excel. To, to do the best that she can do, open the doors of opportunity so she could use the skills that she has, close doors that she ought not to walk through, give her wisdom, direction, give her the discernment, give her to, the, the willpower to commit to the work that you have given her and bless her with, dear God, help her to be diligent, dear God, help her to do the work, dear God pleasing you, not pleasing others there, God, and to be an example in Jesus' mighty name. Let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, the strength and our redeemer. Amen and amen. God is good. We've come to the end of our broadcast today, and I thank God. I thank God for you, caller. I thank God for anybody else that was listening in and those that are going to go back and listen to this broadcast. I pray that they would get that which they need, I thank God because you have asked questions and I I believe that a lot of people out there needed the same answers because a lot of people are going through the same battle with with jobs. We had someone just last Saturday who had a serious issue with their work and I had spoken to that person during the week and was still giving them advice and counseling on their job and um, I think I have broken the ice and she is doing much better. But I thank God for you as well that whatever you're going through, that this was able to help you. And you're going to be better off in the long run. And no matter what, always, at all times,
1: trust in God. Trust in God. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. All
2: right? Don't ever give up. You got a lot of people depending on you. And you you be the person that you can be, be the woman that you can be, strong, determined. And don't let people, the words of people cause you to want to leave your job. And their actions cause you to want to quit. God bless you all. See you all. Same place, same time next week. And I hope that whatever we discuss next week is going to be even greater. You all have a wonderful weekend, and keep God first and foremost in everything that you say and in everything that you do. You all have a good, safe time. Leaving this place, but never leaving God's presence.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?